This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Can I say I love our boss, Steve Moore? He's the best. We have an issue, not a bad issue, just like a, you know, a programming issue. And I found him during our break and we solved it during the break. Wow. It's just so great when you can just talk to someone who you trust and be like, ABC. And he's like, one, two, three. We're like, okay. There you go. There you go. That's what we're going to do. <laughs> Good hike. Yeah, it's nice. Really nice. Uh, boom, ba doom, ba doom. Oh, can I share one thing? Uh, I'm, as you know, very in my own head about everything. And I love doing the show, but it's not easy. You can imagine coming up with four hours a day, five days a week, basically improv uh, is is not easy. It's a 24-hour job. Uh, and I was telling Nick this, that when we drive to Florida, I have it segmented into four four segments. Nashville, Atlanta, Lake City, and then wherever we're going in southern Florida. And I started thinking of the show that way. Four segments. And so, like, right now, we're in Atlanta. And when we're in Nashville, I'm sad. Like, when it's 2 p.m., I'm like, oh, my God, we're only in Nashville. It's going to take forever. And, like, I'm not in Nashville. I'm not in Atlanta right now. I'm doing a show, and I'm halfway through. But, like, that mental imagery. But when I get to Lake City, like, when 4 p.m. rolls around, I don't care. We're in Lake mm-hmm. City. We're almost oh, there. Yeah. Does anyone else do weird stuff like that? No, I do. I definitely do. Do yeah. you? Not I, would, with, I would say everyone does that. Yeah, not with the show. I do that with driving really bad. If I know I have somewhere, like, driving an hour is crazy to me. I hate doing it. I mean, obviously, I drive, like, 45 minutes to work every day and back. But if I'm going on, like, a five-hour drive, if I have an hour and a half left, I'm like, oh, I'm there. Oh, I'm I mean, practically walking through the doors. I drive all summer for those kinds of tournaments, right? Going to Indianapolis and Memphis and... All of those things that are regular, I know exactly. I know the segments. I know exactly. Like all those years, I took my daughter down to Alabama. Yeah, I know exactly where I'm stopping. Yeah, I'm going to be stopping right there in Dyersville and uh, Dyersburg, and then I'm going to be stopping in this one. And I know exactly which places. And when I hit each one, I'm like, all right, yeah. I know where I'm at. The best one was uh, stopping in uh, what's it? Uh, where's Elvis's place in in Mississippi? Graceland. No, 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 in, in Mississippi, where he was born. <laughs> Andrew oh. and I both very confidently went to Graceland. Graceland. Where, the place he lived in, where he grew up in Mississippi. Yeah. Uh, Elvis Town. Yeah. 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 That was always the good one because you're an hour and a half away at the most. Yeah. I was telling Kevin on the break because Stairway to Kevin is coming up. Like sometimes that just really tickles me and makes me laugh. The 
the name of the segment. It's just such a Davism. Like, oh, yeah. we're calling it Stairway to Kevin yes. from now no, on. The, we always we like to give the names to the segments, and we always like kind of struggle. Except Dave. Like, Dave yeah. will just right <laughs> off the top. That's a good point, yeah. And then whenever he said, or I'm thinking of calling it Kevin, help us. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's nice funny. That, that was a good one. After things like yeah. Stairway to Kevin and Phoebe One Kenobi. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wish you, if you had thought of that one, that's a that's the one you write down and send that one to your grandkids. Uh, take it away. All right. Um, well, this is loosely related to sports, but it's going to tie into something like a little bit bigger picture for... Um, everybody's like psychologically. So Chris Long, you guys know Chris Long, oh, yeah. former Rams player. He is amazing on Twitter. He's got a great podcast. He's a funny dude. He's really smart. He posted a question yesterday that I thought was that was really interesting. Uh, and he, he posted it as a poll to, to his followers. He said, would you rather in the Super Bowl field one punt in an outdoor stadium at night or would you rather have to catch four fly balls in the World Series with the caveat that they weren't diving plays. They're just like regular fly balls that you have to chase down and do it. And he said he would he would never want to try to catch the fly balls, that it scares the living crap out of him, that it's too hard. He doesn't know how anybody does it because they're so high in the air and you can't even see the ball. He's like, everybody in the crowd thinks everything's a home run, but these guys just run around and catch it like it's nothing. If you guys were faced with that scenario, you've got to catch a one football one time yeah. with a bu- 11 people coming that might hit you. Oh, my god! Now, keep in mind, though, at any point, you can wave fair catch. You can do it as soon as the ball's kicked, oh, and they I'm can't touch. And they send fair catch, right? Right, yeah. and they can't touch you. But you still have to catch it because if you drop it, they're going to knock the crap out of you. Because then there's a mad scramble for the ball, and you're going to get plowed. So, would you rather face that and catch, try to catch that once? So, would you rather just catch a football coming down from the sky? Yeah. Or would you rather have to chase down four fly balls that you might have to run for, but they're not diving plays with all the pressure of everybody watching you? Is it like I have to go do it right now, or do I get? Any time, no, practice. like just like, as you are now. Oh my god! Punt. I've done. Catch the I've punt. done both. You've done obviously that. not at that yeah. level, but I did it like in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, I because I played thirty and over baseball. Mm-hmm. When I was a kid playing baseball, everyone could catch a fly ball. Like who can't catch a fly ball? Mm-hmm. And when I got into thirty and over baseball. I played infield, and one game they're like, "Hey, can you play center field?" I'm like, "Can I play center field?" Of course, yeah. who can't play center field? <laughs> and the first ball was hit to me, and I'm like, "I can't see it." <laughs> <laughs> that skill just went away. <laughs> it was like someone had replaced my eyeballs. <laughs> Where'd it go? I mean, and it wasn't get like my glasses on. It here. wasn't like close. I'm just like running in circles, like ah. <laughs> so I'm gonna go punt. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I'll punt as well, even though I don't think this is going great for me, no matter which one I'm picking. I get nervous on both. Like, when I watch football now, like, I was at you know, KU watching that game, and it was a punt, and just having done that, mm-hmm. I just, like, cinch up until it's over. Mm-hmm. I will- and, and it seems impossible. I'm going with the fly balls, because I was once tackled while playing just, you know, kind of backyard football by a guy who weighed less than I did. And he it broke my collarbone mm. and like did not even still hasn't healed properly. So I don't think I think I just die if I got tackled by like an NFL player. <laughs> I was and, and and you also didn't say I had to catch the fly balls, right? No, no. You, I mean, like that's the point. You, yeah, if you so don't, just, you fail. Yeah. So I just fail. And then, you know, yeah, but you lose the World Series. But nobody, like but nobody beats me to death. Kev, do you have a memory me like CTE. this? In ninth grade, I was a kick returner, and I I can I can make a movie of this. It was overcast and kind of chilly. 
and I had tons of stickum on my hands. I don't know oh, if man. anyone remembers the, the smell of stickum. Uh-huh. But I was I was feeling a punt, and it was one of those that you know hit the ground. It's coming toward me, and I didn't get out of the way fast enough, and it hit my foot. Oh no! Turns into a fumble, and they recover. Yeah. And when I came back to the bench, of course, the the coach is unloading on me like I'm the dumbest, worst person he's ever met in his whole life. I'm 59 years old. I can still feel those feelings. Yeah. Do you have anything like that from your childhood playing sports? Oh, my God, yeah, because I have a million chips on my shoulder. I have a million grudges. For, mostly it was people telling me I wasn't going to be good enough to do something. And, I mean, I can think of being a 13-year-old playing baseball where they didn't think that I was going to be a starter in high school and be you know just enjoy this. I'm like, no, you're crazy. I went to camps where they're like, you're never going to go this far. It's more that. I don't really have the big, um, like, ass-chewing thing that ever got to me, because I didn't care about that very much. You know, I didn't, I didn't mind getting yelled. You've never, wait, you've never heard <laughs> no, all, of an ass-chewing? All, all of us three reacted three of us. to Just keep that. saying it. All three of us were like, <laughs> that's the more every, you say it, the more I can say. That's an everyday thing in sports. We always talk about that. In the, in, sure. It is. I'm telling you. <laughs> Ackerman says it to me every time we get coffee together. <laughs> what one of my well, it, it, let's see. I'm gonna give this it's brew a, a real well, it's ass also, And actually, honestly, I think it started in the military. I think that's a military yeah, thing. Yeah, keep drilling down. Um, no, no, I'm sure. Let's get the history. Yeah, of hey, it. Urban Dictionary says it means to be scolded. Mm. Yep. Okay. Um, <laughs> is, that, is that what you meant? All right, so by? this is gonna this is gonna take me into a different thing that I was planning on, but I like this because this is making me laugh. As the guy that's lived my entire life in sports, I'm always shocked at the people at people who didn't live that way who don't get those kind of things. Like it always, it's always a culture shock to me. You know, does that make sense the way, yeah, like the way sure. I'm saying it? And it's not a bad way. It's just like, oh yeah, not everybody's a weirdo or a nerd or a dork or not everybody's as into this world as I've been immersed in forever. So like, you're, God, all of these sound terrible. <laughs> let's let's hear all of these sound terrible. Let's go. Have you ever heard of the red ass? <laughs> No. Heard of it? <laughs> well, it's a baseball. Yeah, I've heard, it, heard of it. It's a long, like an old timey baseball save for someone that's always in a bad mood. Well, he's got the run, you know, and like that, mm. or or that's what he is because he's always that way. And you guys have never heard that, right? Nope. Like to me, I say that in ca- those things in casual conversation because I'm. Mm. It's an understood thing in my little universe You're that people get guy. it. Okay, so for the next few, you tell us what it really means. We'll tell you what it means in our lives. <laughs> 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 well, I was going to ask you guys: Do you guys have that? Is there anything that you guys can relate to? Like, it's your they're your universe, and to you, it makes total sense. But other people go, "What?" Mm, I guess like some radio stuff. There are times where all. <clears throat> like the abbreviation for traffic and weather is TX and WX. And sometimes I'll send that in a text to someone who's not in the industry. And then it's like, then I just look like a loser. Like <laughs> under what circumstances? So like, oh, like I'm really enjoying like the, the WX. Or like the weather looks good. I'll be, or, you know. Yeah. The TX, there's no TX bad. TX bad. I'm going to be late or whatever. Because of the WX. Because like you please guys looked at me like I had ass. four eyeballs. And it's like, those are so common. <laughs> I didn't realize nobody, people didn't know those things. Is it chew ass? Is that what it is? <laughs> no, okay. it's an ass chewing. Oh. <laughs> look, it's in the Urban Dictionary. Am I going to really be the one to rein this in? No, it's not. <laughs> I am uncomfortable <laughs> with this position. It's just not. That was it, my bad. Look, it, I'm looking at a, at a, at a U.S. military. Like, I'm looking at a U.S. military <laughs> veterans website that's got a definition for this. Like, this is a thing, man. 
I am stunned that you guys have never heard it. Where's my pasta I'm house crying. copy? <laughs> <laughs> is it really? It's not really, no, is it? No, it's not. No, oh. we're going to do it. <laughs> I guarantee you that. I can't believe it's you guys the have last, never heard it's that. It's the last one tonight. All this brought to you by the pasta house. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize speaking for saying of, that. Speaking of chewing, That's what do you chew on there, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> They're either going to re up for 2024 or cancel quick. 322 DGS. So uh, they are taking the vote right now on whether to oust. Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy, it's 109 to 109. It's going to be real, real close. I believe that uh, McCarthy can lose four Republican votes, but not five. If five Republicans vote vote to oust him, he will be ousted. And then Kevin was telling us he did some research and that they would basically find a pro tem who could serve forever in that role. But it can't be a good thing to have no Speaker of the House in the House of Representatives of the United States of America. That's just, there's no way that's a good thing. Uh, at 4 p.m., we're going to have the think tank, so we'll go uh, in deep on that, and we'll let you know how the vote comes out. They're doing it uh, like roll call. They're calling each person, and they're voting out loud, which is why it's taking longer. It's not just a push-a-button <clears throat> thing. Uh, let's do some audio. What do we have? Oh, we have a lot of audio today. We uh, we can start with John Kelly if you want, Dave. That's your audio. Uh, we kind of went through that. That's the, the Trump stuff where General John Kelly, who was the chief of staff, has now come out and said, yes, all of the stories about Donald Trump and disrespecting veterans and calling them losers and such is true. Uh, this is just a CNN report stating it, so we can do something else. Okay. What about your late night audio? Would you like to play that? Yeah, I've not heard it. I guess mm-hmm. late night came back last night, and this is sort of a supercut of the monologues. You are one of the foremost experts on the male physique, bodybuilding, etc. When you size him up, what would you guess that that man weighs? You know, I don't really know how much he, he weighs. I can tell you one thing, that if you would ask me what should you do for fitness, I would just say run around yourself three times and you're going to be in great, great shape. <laughs> I really, really missed having a show because that was the day Donald Trump was hit with a 37-count indictment for hoarding national secrets. And we saw saw some unbelievable photos of where he stored them next to a -a Mar-a-Lago guest toilet. Look at that. He left the launch codes in the splash zone. Can you imagine using that bathroom? We're out of toilet paper! Wait a second, never mind. I'll just make a two-ply out of Syrian troop movements. I'm just kidding, Trump's not here. He's home recuperating after a long day of scowling. Here he is arriving at the courthouse for the fraud trial today and standing there waiting to go in like a guy waiting to use the bathroom at a concert. Come on, hurry up. I want to get back to my seats before he plays Piano Man. Where is he now? Davy Crockett, Peter Pan, Elvis Presley, Disneyland. All right, I got time. That was not funny. Exactly. Like you would think with all that time off, they would have time to think of anything else besides Trump to talk about. I agree. It was was funny to hear them specifically talk about both the like booking weight of two fifteen and the like, you know, documents case and stuff. Like at least Seth Myers took it like something that happened earlier that day. Yeah. Like the other two, that stuff happened months, like three, four months ago. Like it's 
Just not really tough. Like even uh, Arnold, when he asked him, like, "What do you think about? What do you think is he his weight?" And Arnold's like, "I, I guess I remember something about that." <laughs> So I actually had a thing on this from uh, from last night, too, because I saw a story about the ratings are down 50% on late-night talk shows over the last four or five years. Revenue's down almost 50% for those shows. Are they just, like, relics now? I mean, are they just fading? Because think, these think... guys make $15 million a year to do this. Nobody's watching, and it's not funny. No one is as famous as they used to be, myself included. Mm-hmm. Uh Professional con- content creators are not as relevant as they used to be, myself included. Well, with crap like that, I mean, I see 10 videos on Twitter. But on you think TikTok, about it, late night that. used to be the one reliable source of comedy yeah. throughout the day. And now, who needs it? Plus, if you don't want to watch it live, you can go back and watch it on rerun. You can just watch TikTok and see the highlights. Like, I think entertainment in general is really struggling right now. And it may come back. Like, people, people tell you one thing, people get tired of stuff really quickly. And right now, the the belle of the ball, the prettiest girl at the prom, is you, everybody. Just user-generated content. You're gonna, they're going to get tired of that. People are going to get tired of that, myself included. And then you'll be like, I wonder what it would be like if someone were really a professional at this. And you'll go back to Hollywood stars and late night or whatever it happens to be. At least that's my theory. I don't know. The the whole like just nonstop talking about Trump thing too. Like I am not a fan of Donald Trump, but I don't want to just hear a nonstop monologue Great. about like look what yeah. he did. And then the Colbert sound where the audience just erupts like, Yeah, he got caught. It's like, oh my gosh. It it made me cringe. It was just <laughs> yeah. I I just don't want to take in that kind of content all the time. Yeah, for sure. All of it's gotten old to me. Like, I can't watch Saturday Night Live. I can't watch these. I can't watch sitcoms. And I think it's because the competition's just too good. Yeah. Why would I waste my time on media? That was just mediocrity. That was nonsense. You've been off all that time, and that's the best material you have for show one. That's None of it was funny. Nothing there was like, oh, my God, brilliance. Like, why would I want that when, I got, when I've got Netflix, I've got... Every other streaming service that I subscribe to, I don't have them all, but you know, I have the ones I want. I've got video games. I've got TikTok. Literally everything is better than that. Yeah. No argument. So, 353 DGS. Going to guess we're going to know whether McCarthy is uh, still the speaker or ousted during this segment because right now the yeas are 185, the nays are 175. I think they're expecting uh, the motion to be carried unless one of the five Republicans who said that they would vote to oust him uh, get cold feet and don't do it. But we'll let you know what happens when it happens. Dave Murray joins us now. Hello, Dave. Hello there. One more day. One more day. We're, at 80, we're 87 right now, so obviously it's still very warm. 85 tomorrow, but tomorrow the first of two cool fronts starts to come in. It's a windy day, kind of a changeable sky, a mix of clouds and sunshine. A couple of showers could be developing going through the afternoon. But the best chance for rain and a couple of thunder showers will be Wednesday evening and Wednesday night and Thursday morning into the early afternoon. 72, though, on Thursday. Thursday evening, a couple of more showers, but they're really kind of hit and miss. That's the second cold front coming through. We go down to 52 Thursday night into Friday morning. Friday is sunny and 68. Friday night, clear skies, 
Evening temperatures will actually drop out of the 60s into the upper 50s and 42 for the overnight low. Saturday, sunny and 62, 42 again at night. Sunday, sunny and 68 degrees. So hang in there. Love it. Hang in there. You know, it's great Thursday. <clears throat> I'm taking Nick to dinner at a place known for its patio, and it might be too cold to sit there. Uh-huh. Might be too cold to sit there. I yeah. like it. Yeah. <laughs> Got to make him sit out there anyway. <laughs> uh, headlines, Rach? Headlines is brought to you by Schnooks. Reward yourself daily with the Schnooks Rewards app. thought this was a really interesting story. So Robin Williams' daughter is blasting the AI re- recreations of him. Many people don't like artificial intelligence. Uh, for many reasons. And Robin Williams' daughter, Zelda, is criticizing the use of AI to recreate the image of her father. She says, I'm not an impartial voice in SAG's fight against AI. I've witnessed for years how many people want to train these models to create and recreate actors who cannot consent like my dad. I called this some time ago, and I think I'm going to be right on this. I think humans, big statement, overall, not entertainment, not just all of it, I think humans are going to reject AI quickly because we have never tolerated anything on this planet that was like us, like the Neanderthals. We killed them, right? And the AI is different than another species that's close to us, but I don't think we're going to like something that's like us but smarter and and solves our problems and gives us our our uh, entertainment. I think we're pretty quickly going to be like, yeah, no. Well, the first time any of us see a deep fake of ourselves doing something unflattering, I think we're all going to go, why are we doing this again? This mm. is messed up. Tom so- Hanks actually complained about this. So the, he said some companies using his, his image, his likeness in a like an ad for a dental insurance thing. And he's like, I didn't give permission mm. for it. They did not pay me. They do not have the rights to do that. You guys it's, know. it's the ultimate stealing of, uh, of an image. I mean, talk about yeah. identity theft. Yeah. You guys remember uh, Mr. Beast, the YouTuber? My audio today is uh, there's a big deepfake scam of Mr. Beast that is going around TikTok that, uh, like, the target audience of Mr. Beast is, like, 15, 16, and younger, Mm -hmm. and they are apparently falling for this deepfake scam where he says, you know, uh, I'll I'll give you an iPhone 15 for just $2, and you just have to give me your information or whatever, and... We're heading into a, a strange time because yeah. no one's going to believe anything. I'm not sure who it benefits. If it benefits the bad guys who are going to be doing stuff, then they go, deep fake. Mm, I got an example of that. So this actually was in the news. I saw it today. So did you guys ever hear the deep fake, deep fake mom? No. I no. forget where this happened, but it was a cheerleading mom who found oh, some, yeah. some. She was accused of making a deep fake video of one of the other girls on her daughter's team vaping and doing some things that were against this cheerleading program's set of rules. And they blamed her for it. When it went to court, the girl said, it's not me, it's deep fake. And her mom and all these advocates came out and said, so then the the experts studied it and said, no, no, that's a real video. That's not fake. We can tell because of X, Y, and Z. So this mom got hammered, and I don't know if she was doing weird things other than that. Like, I think it's kind of weird spreading that if that's what you're doing. But the girl got out of trouble initially by saying it wasn't me. It was deep fake. And now anybody who does something terrible will be able to say, oh, it's a fake. And will we ever really be sure? No. No. I mean, other than some of the uh, experts that can do it now, but will they be able to do it Mm -hmm. when the AI is so good? Right. That it can blur those lines. Yeah.
So moving on here, Ron DeSantis is vowing to deport every migrant that Biden has let into the country. In a speech on Friday, he said everyone that has come in illegally under Biden, we got to go. They're sending them back. Who believes this (laughs) stupid crap? Like, we're (laughs) smarter than this. Like, you think he's going to campaign on that down in South Florida? Oh, my Lord. You think he's going to tell anybody whose relatives came in from Cuba illegally? You think he's going to tell them he's going to round their people up? Because they won't vote for him if he does. In what other walk of life can you just say stuff, just make giant proclamations with no backup and have and just and that's your day? Yeah, I, I <laughs> and it's funny is that this is tied in same same topic tied into another thing I saw yesterday. So Nikki Haley's making these claims, right, about uh, how fentanyl is coming in and it's because the borders open and like and every expert, the DEA, every think tank that's looked at it tells you. 90% of the fentanyl that comes in comes through legal ports. It comes through trucks, shipping containers, and airplanes. And she's like, oh, no, it's the open border, and that's how it's getting in. But that's not how it's getting in. The people that do this for a living know that's not how it's getting in. So why are we saying that? It makes no sense. And think of the practicality of it. If you need to get tons and tons and tons of drugs into the country, are you going to put them in backpacks of 8 million people? And think they're just going to walk across. Or are you going to put them in trucks and shipping containers? And if some of them get caught, enough of them get through for you to make money. That's all part of the the calculation. Like, why do we tell this weird story about the thing that's not happening when the problem is actually a different thing that we could solve? I Because I think that the border is a problem that nobody actually does want solved. I think it's just a nice sticking point and a nice argument to have against the other side. Um, Whether you're saying they're putting kids in cages or whether you're saying like they're letting fentanyl in over the border, you can always just kind of Mm -hmm. go back to maybe like a not like it's simpler than we're making it. If people are coming across the border in droves and we don't have the resources to take care of them, then that's a problem and that's how we should approach it. But we don't approach it like that. It's always like, and they're rapists too. It's like, why do we have to take it to that level. I mean, I'm sure there are some bad people coming in, but in general, like, why are you making that the issue? Or, you know, Elon going down there and talking to people, the kind of things he was focusing on, it just didn't feel like the act that if the actual problem is there's too many people coming in and we can't take care of it, that's where the conversation should start. And I've also said this a million times about the about illegal immigration. One way you could really do it, make a dent in that is to really go after the companies that hire illegal immigrants to do the work. Because if there are no jobs, nobody's coming. If you go after the company and say, hey, uh, how are you getting all those? How, how are you getting all of that food done? How are you getting all that work done? Because you only have this many people on your on your tax payroll. How are you doing that? Oh, well, you know, they just work real hard. If you can't prove that you have an, if you can't prove that, that it lines up, if you're paying illegals, you're certainly not doing it through the taxes. Right. But like Rach said. It is a solvable problem that no one really wants to solve. Yeah. We do. Citizens do. Yeah. Like, I am the opposite of, a, of an open borders. I think every single human that comes into the United States should be brought in through the proper channels where we know who you are, where you're coming from. I don't think one person should cross a river or uh, a tunnel. I'm completely against all of that. Our borders should be airtight. Now, I may be very naive and Pollyannish to think that you can actually secure a border of that size short of like having snipers and just taking people out, which no one's comfortable with. 
I'm not. Well, if you, but you see what I'm saying? It, it's like it's a di- it's a difficult enough problem when both sides are pretending. Yeah, yeah. That they want to solve it when they really don't, because you know, which way do you think these business owners vote? They probably vote Republican. Yeah. And so if if a big part of your constituency is saying like, don't take these migrant workers away from us, you're going to bitch and moan and yell at Biden, but you yeah. may not try that hard. Well, there are all kinds of companies in Florida right now that are upset, like construction companies and farmers. They're saying we don't have anybody to work because of the policies in Florida. We are we are at a shortage. We don't have enough. But what it's saying is. We don't have enough people that will work cheap. That's how I read it, yeah. right? People that will work where you don't have to pay federal taxes on them and you don't have to give them benefits because they're illegal. They don't get any of those things. They just get whatever cash you give them. Can we go to uh, CBS real quick? I think the votes are in. Let's just check out, see what they're saying. One of the shortest tenures ever for Kevin McCarthy, the last member of the House that served a short period like this was a man named Michael Kerr in 1876, and he died of consumption. Kevin McCarthy's speakership is dying from a fight within his own party, the far right wing of his party, who has led a revolt against him on a number of issues, specifically led by Matt Gates. John Dickerson. When McCarthy was ascending to this, he said, "The one thing you cannot allow is well, the motion to vacate." Well, that's terrible coverage. <laughs> <laughs> you want to try the TV? But sure. They, they did say the that it's... it's silent, so that's great. Yeah, I mean, the, he they did just say he's out, didn't they? Uh, I don't they know. They said it was the shortest. They implied that. Tippy yeah, Canoe yeah. died of consumption. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I remember. <laughs> I mean, it's 216 to 210. They just did the final call. They said, is there anyone in, in the room who has not voted who or who wishes to change their vote? And they're just kind of doing this weird silence, waiting for everyone to to own up and say this or that. OK, let's Hold put on, it back on. They're saying, have you got the tally? On this vote, the yeas are 216. The nays are 210. The resolution is adopted. Without objection, the motion to reconsider is laid on the table. The Office of Speaker of the House of the United States House of Representatives is hereby declared vacant. Well, there you go. You heard it live on KMOX. We're going to take a quick break, come back. We'll be discussing this probably for the rest of the show. Uh, Dave, thank you. Have a good day. We'll talk to you tomorrow. You got it. We have the think tank coming up at the top, which is perfect because Kevin McCarthy was just ousted as the uh, Speaker of the House. Patrick McHenry, who's a Republican from North Carolina, has taken over officially as the Speaker Pro Tem. Going to go to CNN coverage right now for a couple minutes because Matt Gates is beating his chest in front of the reporters. Here you go. People are losing its status as the global reserve currency. If they want to expel me, let me know when they have the vote. Has anyone talked about that with you? We've got less than 45 days left before you have to pass a budget, which is something that you've been wanting to do. Doesn't this just completely paralyze the House? I mean, can Will you be a candidate for speaking vote? That's them following Kevin McCarthy. Watch out, man. It does not look as though Kevin McCarthy is cooperating, so let us go back to Matt Gates if we can, to listen in to what he has to say. It's been a failure of Speaker McCarthy. What paralyzed the House of Representatives was not taking up appropriations bills. We left for a six-week vacation. 
while the appropriations process hung in the balance. And because I forced these people to take a few votes, you think I'm paralyzing the House of Representatives? I think the House of Representatives is been paralyzed for the last several decades. As right, so we're going to continue to cover this for you in the 4 p.m. hour. going to be a fun night of cable news watching. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.